Welcome back to the Vine Church podcast. Today, we will be continuing our devotional series, The Gospel According to Zechariah. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Heart, and we'd love to have you join us over there. Good morning to you. There's far too much going on at our house with our builder this morning for me to be able to speak uh, from there. So I'm in a woodland somewhere in Hart District. And I'm going to read to you from uh, Zechariah chapter 10, starting in verse 6. And I think you'll agree with me, this passage is just wonderful, rich, full of gospel promise and strength for today. And so let's just enjoy the reading of this scripture together. Zechariah 10 verse 6 says, I will strengthen the house of Judah and save the house of Joseph. I will restore them because I have compassion on them. They will be as though I had not rejected them, for I am the Lord their God and I will answer them. The Ephraimites will become like mighty men and their hearts will be glad as with wine. Their children will see it and be joyful. Their hearts will rejoice in the Lord. I will signal for them and gather them. Surely I will redeem them. They will be as numerous as before. Though I scatter them among the peoples, yet in distant lands, they will remember me. They and their children will survive and they will return. I will bring them back from Egypt and gather them from Assyria. I will bring them to Gilead and Lebanon and there will be not enough room for them. They will pass through the sea of trouble, the surging sea will be subdued, and all the depths of the Nile will dry up. Assyria's pride will be brought down, and Egypt's scepter will pass away. I will strengthen them in the Lord, and in his name they will walk, declares the Lord. A wonderful passage. And I think one of the things that strikes me particularly about this passage is the number of times that it says, I will. It's all God's initiative. It's none of our doing and it's all of God's doing. See if you can count how many times in this passage it says, I will. And God keeps saying it, doesn't he? He says, I will strengthen them. I will save the house of Israel. I will restore them. I will have compassion on them. It says that I will make them glad. I will signal for them. I will blow the whistle for them to gather them. I will bring them back. You know, I will strengthen them in the Lord. It's all God's initiative. And we have this wonderful picture here of the work of the Messiah that is going to come. Not the Maccabean uh, deliverer that will come in 167 and bring some measure of deliverance for God's people for 100 years. But this is speaking about something far more long lasting and far more significant. The Messiah who will come, who will set the prisoners free. As it says in that wonderful hymn, Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. And it says there that he is the one who sets the prisoners free free his blood availed for me it tells us the motive for god's deliverance for us his salvation which is his compassion it says here i will have compassion on them you see there's nothing within ourselves that merits 
salvation. It is all within God and it comes from his compassion. As it tells us in Deuteronomy chapter 7, it wasn't because you were more numerous or more powerful or more impressive than anyone else, but it was because of my love for you that I have chosen you. It says here that I will be their God. This is a reminder that we belong to him, that he has chosen us. He has taken the initiative with us to make us his people. And therefore, as his chosen people, he will not forget us and he will not let us go, but he will restore us and strengthen us. We know from Titus chapter 3, don't we? It says there in verse 5, I think it is, that it is not by our great works, but it is according to his mercy that we have been saved. It is his compassion, it is his mercy, and it is his love for us. Today, you can know that love in your life. And the joy that comes, it tells us here that uh, the children will see it and be joyful, their hearts will rejoice in the Lord. It says that I will make you, your hearts will be glad as with wine. Of course, that's what happened on the day of Pentecost, wasn't it? They were drunk with the joy of the Holy Spirit. And uh, God was the one who made them joyful by his indwelling Holy Spirit. And when we're saved and when we're filled with the Spirit, we too can have that joy Whatever the burdens and difficulties we're going through, nevertheless, his joy to sustain us. I love also, finally, how it says in this passage that God will, although he scattered them among the nations, from those places he will whistle like a shepherd blowing his whistle. They will hear the whistle and they will respond to his call. And that's actually what happened, of course, as the Jews were dispersed across um, the uh, whole area of the Mediterranean and into Europe as well. And then some uh, 500 years later, Jesus turned up and he blew the whistle, as it were. He said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He blew the whistle. He declared the gospel and God's people heard that message and came and responded to him. And as the apostle Paul traveled across, for example, Turkey, he went to Lystra. There we find a woman who's believing God, that she's been scattered, but there she is waiting for the gospel. And Paul blows the whistle. He, he proclaims the gospel. She becomes a Christian, Timothy's mother. And then we find Timothy too. Paul crosses over into Europe. And there again, he blows the whistle in Philippi. And a woman um, called Lydia hears this message and God opens her heart. And she opens her home and the church is started and the church then spreads and Christianity spreads across Europe as the gospel whistle is blown and people respond to his message. But it's all God. It's all his initiative. It's all his work. Folks, we can rest today in the knowledge that it's not down to us. It's not up to us, but it's all down to God and his power. We may be in holiday season right now. We can rest because actually God is continuing his work. God is doing the work. 
All we need to do is respond to his promptings, respond to what he's asking us to do and be ready to do the things that he calls. But actually it all is his amazing, wonderful work from beginning to end. It is his gospel. And so let us pray this morning. Lord, we thank you that you have done a great work. We thank you that you have restored us, that you have saved us, that you will strengthen us, that you will give us joy. Lord, that you will answer us, oh God. We thank you that it is all you.